It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, I understand we have Mario Economo. Why do we have Mario Economo, a European uh, gentleman, a banker from Zurich and uh, from uh, London and New York? And, and uh, because I don't think we're getting the whole truth about what the heck is going on uh, with the war. And I, I like to have a European perspective. Uh, Mario Economo, are you here? Are you on? I am. Good evening, everybody. Yes, I'm here. And um I think I'm going to just take off on the interest rate uh, discussion you're Go having. Ahead. You can start and with that. Why not? Uh, at the Swiss National Bank and the Bank of England tomorrow, they'll be meeting, and they're also more likely than not going to be increasing interest rates. Um, of course, the dynamics of what's going on in Europe versus what's going on in the, U- the U.S. are similar yet different, and that sounds a little crazy. Uh, we saw a very large bank in Switzerland essentially uh, merged into an even larger bank uh, over the weekend. Uh, that was a good thing because it prevented a, uh, um, a crisis of confidence in the banking sector. However, if they keep increasing interest rates, they're going to run into the same problems that the U.S. is going to run into. And frankly, I was alarmed to see the, uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve today increase uh, interest rates. Yeah. Now, what do you make of John says he shouldn't they should not have. Do you agree? Because, I mean, it just seems that you're adding fuel to the fire by adding uh, rates going up. Yes, I I totally agree with uh, Mr. Katsimatidis. I don't think they should have done anything. I'm not saying they should have decreased rates, but they should have just held tight and they should have waited to see how things uh, unfold in the banking sector. In the States, oil is down below $70 a barrel. So under my theory, if you pause, then eventually uh, the the things that have gone up will will come back down. Well, look, I'm I'm going to tell I'm going to I'm going to try to to say this in a way that's simple and for people to understand. When I speak to my friends in the industry, the ones who are still working uh, for banks, the ones who are still actually employees. They will tell you that the uh, Federal Reserve, that the uh, ECB in Europe have no choice. They have to do this. They'll give you the whole line on inflation. When I speak to my other friends, the ones that are like me who are actually trying to run a business ourselves, we're going to tell you this is just going to cost more. It's going to cost me more to run my business. And I have to transfer those costs to other people, and those people won't be happy. So it depends – I guess it depends on which side of the equation you sit on. If you're someone who's running your own business, this is not a good thing. If you're someone who is employed and has, and it's not a bad thing to have the comfort and the safety of a salary. Believe me, sometimes I wish I was still part of that world. Um, Then you're going to be looking at things very differently than if you're sitting on the other side. But I think that the increasing, uh, the the rates, what they're doing, uh, the ECB and Lagarde have said that they are going to also continue to increase interest rates in the eurozone and i can assure you without any doubt there will be many more defaults in terms of people defaulting now, on their mortgages and their loans in europe since we're on that discussion and we, we really called you about something else but since we're on that discussion is this uh, switzerland wiping out the bondholders in credit suisse well there's a certain 
certain category of bondholders that were essentially junk bondholders, um, and uh, it looked like initially they were going to get wiped out. Now there's talk that some of the uh, uh, some of the value of the bonds will come back. The short answer is we don't know, and until UBS, the, the bank that acquired Credit Suisse, actually gets involved and figures out exactly what's going on in the Credit Suisse bank, um, it's going to be difficult to say. Some people are saying that the shareholders should take the hit and not the bondholders. And well, I it should be the shareholders. Some... The shareholders always get wiped out first, and the debt holders after the shareholders. I mean, that, yes. that's the common sense uh, solution. Uh, but, yes. but let's go into other stuff. Yes. Well, the reason we called you is we don't know who the heck to believe, what's going on uh, with Putin and with uh, Xi and what's going on with Russia, the Ukraine. I mean, everybody, in my opinion, you get a lot of lies. I don't think so, John. All right. That's his opinion. That's yeah. Congressman King's opinion. I would believe the United States and Europe ahead of uh, Russia and I China. I want to know the truth. And I think I believe him because I believe they okay. are Putin's biggest liar in the world. And Jesus he one is of the, a liar. I didn't and, say and so is you on the mass murders. And you but I think the Ukrainian guy is just a big no, liar. I, 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 well. He thinks we're the heroes of the 21st century, despite what other people may have thought at the right. beginning of the my war vote, and now. Let the record reflect my vote is with Congressman King. All right. And uh, Tony Carbonetti? Even bad guys get mugged every now and then. I, so. And I think both of them are bad. Yeah, uh, but but what's bad about Zelensky? I, I I think Xi. Well, he's a very corrupt government. He already had to fire twelve guys. Yeah, but he came in and fired them. Give him credit for that. He came into a corrupt government. Let's get back to your right. Exactly. Let's get Mario's opinion. That's why we called up Mario. Mario, what what do you think the the opinion of most of the Europeans are? What the heck is going on? So uh, Europe, for the most part, is leaning towards uh, in the direction of the U.S., and they're continuing to support the U.S. on this. Of course, this comes at a huge cost to Europe, and um, in my personal opinion, I am not a supporter of this war continuing. This war should have ended the day it essentially started. Um, everybody should have sat around the table and tried to figure out how to make sure we didn't get to the point we're at now. The point we're at now is one uh, where we're in um, – both sides are entrenched, meaning the Ukraine is entrenched in its positions and the Russians are entrenched in theirs. And it looks like the Russians now have the Chinese, uh, China's backing. Uh, the Chinese did put a proposal forward. It was a 12-point paper and it calls for a de-escalation and an eventual ceasefire. Ukraine says they're okay with discussing it, but uh, one of their conditions is the Russians need to withdraw completely uh, to what the borders were beforehand. The Russians, on their, for their part, are saying they're happy to discuss this proposal, but they're not going to withdraw at all. So as long as both those uh, participants of this uh, war, Ukraine and Russia, continue to hold those positions, it's going to be very difficult to get both of them to the table. The U.S., for its part, is very reluctant to agree to the Chinese proposal, it believes it's, uh, the Russians will not act in good faith, and therefore um, uh, they're not offering any uh, credibility um, to to, uh, to Beijing's uh, uh, effort to try to stop this war. Uh, I think the U.S. has another problem as well, and that is specifically they do not want to see the Chinese take the lead on any type of a ceasefire and an agreement between Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, given what we saw happen um, a couple of weekends ago with respect to China brokering an agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran. I do want to mention one other thing, and I think this is interesting, and you folks in America need to think about this, and you need to think about the costs associated with what's going on um, in this war. 
Um, I read that the uh, Biden administration is actually going to speed up the delivery of the Patriot missile batteries to the Ukraine. Those are expensive systems. The Ukrainians have been here in the U.S. training um, with respect to how to use them. The question is the following. The Russians are using these Iranian drones. These drones don't cost a lot of money. They're, what's, they're what, call, what are called kamikaze drones, and they can actually do quite a bit of damage to buildings and to infrastructure. So these uh, Patriot missiles, uh, which when you fire one, it's roughly uh, costs three to four million dollars. Are we going to be firing these? So they're trading quarters for hundred dollar bills. Uh, Well, the Japanese tried a kamikaze, didn't work for them in World War Two. Isn't that about the same amount of the missile when we took down the spy balloon? <laughs> that was a nice balloon, though. Yeah, that was a nice balloon. Yeah, Fifty, sixty dollars. Okay, respectfully, that misses the point. That misses the point. Who's the aggressor in this war? Why are we forcing them to give up their territory? Why are we allowing China to broker this deal? Look like they're the heroes. You know why? Because we won't pick up the phone. Our president doesn't have any access to Xi. He keeps he put out like basically pleading with uh, the Chinese government yesterday. It was embarrassing. It was like, please pick up. We want to talk to you. We look wimp. You know. We, we don't know where the heck we are, okay? That's the bottom line. And uh, But that's a scary place to Mario, be. Mario, thank you for calling in. We're going to take a break right now, and we'll catch up with you again real soon.